This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 8. Beginning in verse 1, we read, Soon afterwards, he, being Jesus, went about through the cities and villages, preaching and bringing the good news of God's kingdom. With him were the twelve. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, who was called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Chusis, Herod's steward, Susanna, and many others who served them from their possessions. And when a great multitude came together and a people from every city were coming to him, he spoke by parable. Now in chapter 8, we begin a period of forward motion in the ministry of Jesus Christ. The record tells us that he preached the gospel, quote, to every city and village he came upon, end quote. Traveling with him were his 12 apostles and a small group of women who were servants and disciples in their own right. The text tells us that these women joined his ranks upon being released from satanic possession and oppression. Jesus did not linger in the fellowship that was occurring at the end of chapter 7. He instead arose and went about the business to which he was called. He was called to preach, and preach he did. The original language tells us that he did so with orderly, successive steps. And that's an interesting caveat in a world that often rejects organized religion. His compassion drove him to seek all who were within reach. He did not preach religion or ritual, ceremony and ordinance and laws and rules. Rather, he preached the simple good news of God's kingdom. It seems the Great Commission had already begun. For Mark 16:15 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Jesus, once a crowd had gathered, now began to preach in what we would call a story format, in words that people could clearly understand. This from a book that our modern culture continues to reject so often on the basis that it can't be truly understood. Well, I wonder, do we understand? Verse 5 says the farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell upon the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the sky devoured it. On the seed fell on the rock, and as soon as it grew, it withered away, because it had no moisture. Other fell amid the thorns, and the thorns grew with it and choked it. Other fell to the good ground, and grew, and produced one hundred times as much fruit. And as he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of God's kingdom, but to the rest it has been given in parables, that, seeing, they may not see, and hearing, they may not understand. Now the parable is this. 
The seed is the word of God. Those along the road are those who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart that they may not believe and be saved. Jesus shared a story now herein that embodies the battleground on which we war even to today. The ground that Jesus spoke of herein represents the hearts and the minds of men. Both then, in the lives of those who stood before Jesus that day, as well as now, in all of us, we read his words here some 2,000 years later. Jesus and his message was changing the known world. People now are coming to him in droves, and one can get a good idea of those numbers by his once having fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children, at one time in one sitting. But it seems while people were physically flocking to Jesus, they still lacked a real repentance and a changed life. They failed to give an honest commitment and a genuine faith. There was no willingness to sacrifice or to give a consistent obedience. Sadly, today Jesus is often received with that same mediocre drive, that same insincerity of heart. For Jesus, you see, the hearing of the word was not enough. It was the bearing of the fruit that he sought after. It was this that proved the seed had found root and had flourished. The story Jesus told her in was simple and basic in its form and its context. You have a farmer, a field, and a plethora of seed. Now let us take note that the farmer actually went out to sow the seed. After all, there would be no crop if he did not. And as the seed in the story is sown, it falls upon different types of soil, if you will. But it was all the soil that was located in the same field. The seed falls upon the wayside, the rocky soil, the thorny soil, and the good soil. The field is the same field. The seed is the same seed. It is only the soil that is different in each account. The seed that fell upon the wayside came quickly to an empty end. It is, as it was, trampled upon by the world, and the birds came and snatched it away. This, you see, is a picture of the handiwork of Satan, who seeks to stop the word from ever finding root even to begin with. Verse 13, we read, Those on the rock are they who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while and then fall away in time of temptation. Now, the rocky soil represents the heart of the superficial and the emotional. The seed that fell upon this rocky soil found brief life, but only brief life due to the lack of moisture. It is interesting that water in Scripture is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Without such, we will surely wither away and die. This is the picture of the intellectual head decision for Christ. And thus, it never possesses the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Temptation will come, and with no depth of root, the fledging plant dies quickly. Verse 14 says, What fell among the thorns, and these are those who heard, 
And as they go on their way, they are choked with the cares, the riches, and the pleasures of life, and they bring no fruit to maturity. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Music